marketing department messages me the next morning and says, hey, we can't tell you what this is for, but we want to use your photo for something for Machine Gun Kelly. I'm like, they're going to post it. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vinson. And on this show, I talk to professionals of all different types and uncover the ways that they've been successful in their industry so that you can hear about the things that have made them successful. And today I have a repeat guest on, Eli Elmore. Eli, thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited I, for this. Me too, man. I appreciate it. It's been a little while since we've caught up. You were actually episode nine, I believe. This will be somewhere in the 40s. So it's been oh, maybe man. about nine months since we caught up. Repeating guests, but that's a whole it's a whole new year, man. It's yeah. a whole new time. And you've been busy. It's it, busyness is a blessing, but also a burden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's get into it a little bit. I think uh when we first left off, or last left off rather, you had kind of just got back into the country from Portugal, from what I remember. Like maybe just a, a month or two before, I wanna say. And so you were starting with this new position, you were just a little bit into it. And of course you've been in Jacksonville since for the most part, what's been going on like the last nine months and how has that position developed? Ooh, well, man, that's, you're talking about a whole new, it's a big question. It, yeah. It's not even like a whole new year. It's a whole new venture. I mean, my, yeah. my goals back then were much different than they are now. I mean, now I've, I've achieved most of those goals, like praise God for that. But like, I've, I've achieved most of the goals that I had set out for at that time. And now I have bigger and better ones to pursue. So what does that look like for you when you set goals? Because everyone, I feel like, has a different kind of goal-setting process, whether it be kind of a formal or informal, just kind of, kind of something you generally aim towards. What does it look like for you? When I'm setting my goals, especially in photography and in videography and just in coverage in general. Hey, it's your host, Brody Vinson. Thanks so much again for tuning into Profession Session. And if you're enjoying this podcast, learning anything, please don't forget to subscribe or leave a review if you're listening on audio. Helps so much for growing the show and getting new and better content and better guests on. Thanks and back to the show. I want to meet people of influence. I want to meet I want to meet people who I can have an impact on and have an impact on me. Mm -hmm. And so whether that be, um, I mean, follower count doesn't really matter as much in terms of like influence, I feel like. It, it does matter on reach, but influence is a different subject. Yeah. So my, how I make my goals is to reach people of influence and to be a person of influence as well. So I, I want to be able to have impacts. I want to be able to have conversations. I want to be able to use my camera as a connection to that conversation. I remember that as a general theme from our last conversation. You had this quote that you said, the camera connects you to people. And I thought that really stuck with me. I think that's kind of been like the story of your journey so far is really like using the camera as a way to really connect with people in so many ways. How has that kind of developed over like since the last time we talked, what kind of opportunities? Well, I've I think I've photographed and done some video for close to seventy five concerts since we last like since in last year total. You're telling me about that. 75. That's a lot. Not not including plays and tournaments like all, all these I said tournaments weird <laughs> tournaments all these different events that happened. I mean, uh, I've been to about um, fifteen states last year wow. as well as about six different countries last year. That's crazy. Um, and some of them were work, some of them were pleasure. But no matter what, photos and videos were taken when I was there, and they were most of them were printed and used. Um, I, th I think that, yeah, I, th I, th I think that that's kind of how I've, I've, I've been like kind of judging and watching my, my growth is seeing how many more opportunities are presenting themselves. Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, obviously to be doing that much stuff, that's a lot of opportunities being presented. How do you kind of sort through the opportunities that you are handed and decide what the best opportunities to pursue are? 
That's a good question. Because honestly, I've said no to a lot of weddings and engagement shoots lately. Mostly, I mean, it's... There's a lot of weddings happening, so you're probably getting a lot of offers. Oh, my photography type, like, it really, like, feeds into that. People want my work for their weddings or for their, like, for their portraits or for their senior photos, and I appreciate the fact that that I'm wanted and desired for that, to capture them in that way. But I I personally, I'm, I'm moving more toward an events side where I can do professional portraits, weddings, and events for people on a grander scale, you know, people who have yeah. the money to pay for it. Cause I think that value put in says a lot about how valuable your work is. You know, like I, I feel bad sometimes charging my actual price to people who I know can't really afford it. Yeah. Um, and so, and in the end, as much as I want to give them a break and I do want to cut them some slack and I have, and I will, mm-hmm. um, I really want to go where I'm valued the most. Yeah. And I think that when people put the most value into you, that's why you can, you can, you can judge that value. Yeah, if you go where you're valued the most, I feel like that's the best way to grow, right? You're continually kind of improving yourself. You'd mentioned this concept of, I, I thought that was a very unique goal that you had for yourself is meeting people, meeting and being around people of influence and becoming a person of influence. I want to kind of go back to that and zoom in on that a little bit. I want to cover both sides of that, actually. So first, what does it mean? Like, what to you determines kind of someone of influence that can kind of help you move towards that goal? Well, that's another broad question, but I, and in a good way, uh, I don't, I like to see go people who aren't just yes men. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people I think that when I'm talking to them, they're just, they're constantly saying, yes, I agree. Or yes, nodding. I like someone who thinks differently. I like someone who is having an impact on people because they aren't just blending into culture or into the crowd. Yeah. So the challenge th- points, think about the definition of influence. Think about what is influential about somebody. Like they're, they're pushing you. They're, they're, they're changing, they're, they're, they're changing your perspective. Something is causing you to go out of your average stroll, your average walk. So that's how I, I kind of judge it, and that's how I want to have my conversations. Yeah. A lot of people, this is actually a quote by um, Ross Creations, but he says, um, seek first to understand before being understood. So you got to seek, you want to understand, you have to understand somebody before you expect to, be, expect to be understood by them. Yeah. And that that's really helped guide me just in um, having these conversations with people who I never thought I would be able to before. I like that definition of influence. It's your, but what you're talking about there is you challenge the norm, right? So people who challenge the norm in different ways are able to influence because they get people thinking differently than what's been done before. Mm -hmm. So is that kind of how you measure that as a barometer for yourself and becoming a person of influence too, is are you continually challenging your norms and growing as a person? I am. Um, Currently I'm sitting on about six projects, including an NFL game and a pretty big tournament for the PGA. So like, you were I, talking about that before the podcast. How you're like, you've got a lot of work. I do, and so <laughs> it's a challenge um, because one of the things I can pride myself on is my turnaround time. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to have things that are quickly move, moving along, which actually goes back to your other question: is like, what are some of my goals and how do I set them? Like, one of my goals this year is to like take photos of people individually to get their contact information or to find them on Instagram, or whatever, and send them a personalized link to their photos That's to establish awesome. a conversation or relationship there. Um, I mean, that's what I've been doing in the past on a smaller scale, but now that my work has grown, my influence has grown, mm-hmm. the people I'm talking to and the people that I'm impacting, the numbers have grown. So like, yeah. I want to be able to keep pushing that out, um, which means that, I mean, we only have 24 hours in a day, so I got to make sure my time is spent the best way it can be. Yeah. So that, that reminds me of your point of like kind of saying no to certain opportunities in favor of some of the better opportunities. What are some other ways that you make the best use of that time? 
that 24 hours? What are you, some, maybe some time-saving tips that you have or just ways that you best prioritize things? Uh, well, I don't have video games, which is like controversial in itself um, because I fly drones and um, it's the same remote. And so yeah. it took me a long time to learn how to fly a drone because I, <laughs> I didn't know how to fly. I was like... I don't even know how to move forward on the Xbox or the PS4 <laughs> or 5 or anything, but I get... That's the funniest reason for not playing video games I've ever heard, actually. It would, like, conflict with, like, with the drone controls. It conflicts with the drone controls, but also, like, I I didn't have any growing up. Mm -hmm. um, my parents were pretty, um, they're pretty, like, they weren't against them. They just didn't want to spend money on them. Man. Yeah. They wanted, if we wanted, we had to buy it. You just didn't grow up used to it. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just, that's not what I invested in growing up. And now I, when friends want to play, I suck. <laughs> but I... I'll watch or I'll play with them and just like let them laugh at me. But yeah. um, that's one of the ways I spend my days is I just don't spend time doing video games. When I'm home and I want to watch Netflix or I want to watch like um, The Office or Parks and Rec, I love those comedies. Um, I've seen them before, so I put them on the background while I edit photos sometimes. Okay. So like that's my freeing time. And it also helps me look forward to my editing time because I'm like, oh. There's I something can... fun about it. Yeah. I'll listen, I'll listen to podcasts. I listen yeah. to your podcast while I've edited oh. I mean, I've, I've listened to, um, I, I, yesterday when I was editing the NFL photos, I listened to um, a sermon um, from 1122. Nice. It's um, how you spend your time in your day and your focus, what you're focusing on is going to impact what the next day, week, year looks like. Like it, it just keeps going. And so your focus matters. And it goes back to camera perspective. It's like if you're out of focus, that shot's worthless. Yeah. Like what are you what are you wasting your, your um, SD card space for? What are you why are you wasting your equipment that you've invested in already? to get an out of focus photo. So I mean, this is like something that's kind of come to my head now is like as a metaphor of like, what do you, what is your focus and what's out of focus in your life? What do you need to change? I remember that standing out as something in our last conversation too, that you were just very focused. I'd like to take a minute to like cover that a little bit more. How are, what are some ways that you personally recognize when you're finding yourself a little out of focus and, and also how do you readjust when you find yourself in that situation? Well, um, that kind of gets more into like um, the, the personal side of things. Whenever I find myself out of focus, there's like three th main things I do. I, I like to fly. I, I, I do um, the drone pilot stuff, and I have a buddy who has a plane, and we'll, we'll fly on occasions. Nice. Um, so like that's a little way, but it's the same thing. as like I also like to go skateboarding. I have two electric skateboards, and they go on the beach and on the ground. Like I'll, I'll like scope out photo spots, and I do save them, but also I just listen to music, and I – You'll catch me on the streets of Jacksonville just dancing on my board sometimes yeah. because I, I get in my zone and like I'm just like <laughs> dancing on this electric skateboard. Um, and then I, I also like to we have some motorcycles and other things. Just finding time to yourself. Like yeah. there's, there's a constant thing I post on social media called find time to get alone. Um, I think that it's valuable and viable like to like love yourself and to find time to 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 grow. Just being you with being with you. Yeah. Be, be comfortable being with you. Time you to get in that. your own head and like figure out what's going on a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I I used to drive um on these long drives to to and back from um from Tampa to Miami to um like going to shoots and stuff. Going to shoots, meeting clients. I used to do this a lot, and oh, even going to high, I go into the college I used to go to, and when I go on these long rides, I'd like, I, you're not supposed to. So I, if anyone asks, I didn't do this, but I would put like Netflix on or just do something like yeah. like where I could listen to because I was afraid to just be in silence sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like I, I didn't think about it until like I actually had, I had to spend time in silence when I was overseas. Like yeah. just, just me and my thoughts on these like runs or on these like times alone, and I, 
I was like afraid of it for a while, but now I started to like it a lot more. And yeah. Now I'm starting. I like. I, I call it the what's that called when you change over? Con- like con- a conversion. Conversion. Yeah. Yeah. Extrovert conversion into introvert. Introvertism. Or yeah. But yeah. So you you've kind of. I remember you talking about how you've always been a very extroverted person, and you had to get comfortable with being a little more introverted at times, and just getting to know yourself a little bit. And now it's even it's hit off even harder. I mean, now yeah. now that my job is to go to events, especially these big events, and talk to people, and mm-hmm. um. I don't want to say sell myself, but like kind of like it's what you do as a salesman, or even as yeah. a photographer. Sometimes it's like I think I you're selling yourself, no matter like what industry you're in. I mean, your ability to yourself. sell yourself to to even get a job, you have to be able to sell yourself. That's right. Yeah. yeah so sell them on you um, mm-hmm. in friendships, and and I mean in relationships and <laughs> social media. I social media though it has like it. Social media has made us amazing managers of other people's perception of us, um, and so. So we can we can manage how I want you to see me. So really, you're right. Anything is can be sales mm-hmm. in that way. But I mean, going back to that, I think of extrovertism and introvertism with um events. I I'm a huge extrovert. Like I, said, I like to think I am at least. And then I do go to these events for hours at times and talk to these like these. Sometimes it's like people who like no one really knows, or sometimes people everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And either way, at the end of it, I need to just like take time and like sit still because I'm done talking. Yeah. <laughs> And it's important to have that time, I think. Yeah, just finding that time to like relax, unwind, be with yourself for a bit. I think that's really good. That's really valuable. And it's it's almost counterintuitive because you would think like if you're if you're falling out of focus, you would almost think, Well, I need to get focused on the the work I'm trying to do, but it sounds like your approach kind of just taking some time to get away to step away from it, do the things that you like doing, the hobbies that you have, probably brings you back more focused. Mm-hmm. I like that. So another thing I wanted to ask you about, we were talking yesterday about this, about this lens that you rented. Kind of just wanted to go over that a little bit and your decision to do that. Cause I, I had never heard of a, a photographer doing that, but you rented this really expensive lens. I don't know if you want to talk about how much, but you rented this expensive lens. Um, I wanted to talk about like the decision to do that. And like, is that kind of like a long-term play to just like be able to get some like really quality pictures that you typically wouldn't be able to do or like what what led you to making that decision well i had an opportunity and i was given an opportunity to um once again go to another um, nfl game and to photograph the uh, for us to battle for the playoffs which mm-hmm. I, I photographed the jaguars for this entire go jags, field. Go jags. Yeah. <laughs> we're recording this a couple days after they officially made it into the playoffs <laughs> yeah duval <laughs> We're gonna go. We're gonna go. We got. It was yeah. always the Jags. <laughs> oh yeah, it was always the Jags. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the past three games I photographed were the um, the Ravens and the Cowboys, and then uh, all these like close hitting games with a full stadium. Mm-hmm. And then this one was a huge one. I knew it was gonna be big. People were hitting me up for tickets. I don't even give out tickets. I don't know why they were asking me. Yeah. But I, I, all this was happening, and I. I wanted to get the very best equipment. Your your equipment should never limit you. If I can give one tip to a photographer, don't let your equipment limit your abilities. Yeah. Um. If you can't afford equipment then I say, do the best with what you got, you know, mm-hmm. or, or rent. The, yeah. I, I couldn't afford this lens. I, I, I'm happy to tell by it. I mean, it's a $12,000 yeah, lens. That's crazy. It's a, for, for photographers out there, it's a 400 <laughs> millimeter 2.8 um, for Sony. And you were showing us one of the pictures of it. It's like, you were like far away from someone and you could zoom in and see like the minute details of this person's face oh, yeah. from I, like far away. I can see the pores of Trevor Lawrence. I can see like, yeah. I can see like, 
like every single aspect, like the, like inside the eye of Josh Allen, like it's there's yeah. this lens is incredible. And so um, also I had never used it before. So the two days before the game, I was practicing with it and playing with it. And mm-hmm. um, we had one of those like electric surfboards. Um, some one of my clients has. And so electric we were, surfboard. Yeah, those things are fun. What? They whip like thirty five miles an hour on the ocean. But That's crazy. Yeah, they're they're they're, weird. they're they're fun. But we I took the I took the one out there. I captured that. I captured one of the hockey games that happened in Jacksonville too with it. But yeah. I got ready for it. I got prepared for it. And I took advantage of the opportunity that was given to me. Mm-hmm. And I did not let my equipment define me or limit me. Yeah. So that thing, that was one of the biggest things, why I got this lens and why I did what I did. Um, I was able to take full advantage of the situation. I, I, I think it. I got some cool photos. And honestly, I actually met Marissa Lawrence, like Trevor Lawrence's wife, because um, I think the, um, Trevor Lawrence's mom and uh, mother-in-law saw me with my lens and my camera just because I was up there in the bud zone getting some photos. She's like, you're a photographer. Um, get her photo. Do you know who this yeah. is? And I, and I got her photo, her por- a pretty cool portrait of her, um, because I was noticed for the equipment that I had, mm-hmm. and I dressed the you part. Kind of stood out. Yeah. Dressed the part. Yeah. I always dress a little nicer than I need to, just so I kind of like come off as more, I, for one, so I walk a little more confidently, and mm-hmm. so I talk confidently, and so I feel comfortable in my own, like, how I look, yeah. but also so that I can, I can look professional. Look professional. It probably just kind of puts you in that frame of mind of, like, being on your A game, like showing up as prepared as possible. I think there's a lot to that. It's the reason people wear suits to job interviews. I mean, mm-hmm. taking that approach all the time, whenever you have some big moment, I think is really smart. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even, I, I, before a shoot, um, I have an important one especially, I'll even go to the gym like right before the shoot. Like I'll, I'll, I'll get feeling good. Yeah. I'll get like a good like pump in. <laughs> I'll get like my, then I'll get my like my, my shirts on, my, my, yeah. my, my, my nice, nice dress, and then I'll go to the event. And Love it. That helps me kind of like, I mean, I, you shouldn't look for only confidence in how you look. You really shouldn't. It's, but it does help, I think, get a little boost <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, it's, I think it's just being honest with yourself about like the little things that can give you a little boost before you go into a situation. And nothing wrong with giving yourself a little bit of boost. Oh, absolutely. So going back to your point of making the most of an opportunity, that reminds me of another story I wanted to cover. I wanted to talk about the Machine Gun Kelly story a little bit. Who's that? Machine Gun Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) So you had a pretty crazy story about the Machine Gun Kelly concert. And it happened, I think, a little bit after we did the last podcast. But I remember, like, hearing about this and just being, like, taken aback by how all this went down. You you mind sharing that a little bit? Sure. Um, Through 904 Happy Hour and through the relationships I made off that, um, a great friend of mine, um, he manages the marketing at um, Bystar, and we were um, we worked together, and, and and I like to come in on occasion on with with Nine for Happy Hour or Bystar, and I take photos of concerts and events at the Bystar Memorial Arena, not mm-hmm. Bystar, Bystar, Bystar Memorial Arena, because that's two yeah. things. Um, but the Memorial Arena for ASM Global, mm-hmm. um, they have a lot of concerts there, certain sporting events. Do they have sporting events? They do. They have they hockey. Do. They have the hockey. sharks. Okay, hockey and the sharks. So they've got sporting events, concerts, uh, like all kinds of different events there. Mm-hmm. So and is that where you photograph a lot of them? That's normally that, that those are like a lot of the bigger clients. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh-huh. They they come through there, but also Nine for Happy Hour is my bread and butter. That was mm-hmm. that's my that's one I always go back to. Like they, they get me yeah. some like the management is amazing. The team is like super creative and like moving. So like 
Yeah. They've but, made huge waves in Jacksonville the last few years, like the last yeah. five or so years. It's just they've become like the name and like events and what to do in Jacksonville. And I'm biased, but I think it's really because they love Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's why Honestly, I like working for them. That's and where it comes from. I'm not I'm not salaried. I'm not anything like that with 94 Happy Hour. I am just a freelance photographer that is devoted to seeing that page grow mm-hmm. and helping them grow Jacksonville. <laughs> so, yeah. But I don't want to get mission. I'm getting sidetracked. I'm sorry. But go back to the Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Um, the point was like I it was a it was a weird situation where I was able to get into the Machine Gun Kelly concert because a lot of people were denied. Mm-hmm. But when I was able to get in and when I was able to get um go up there, um we were told that we had to be back at the soundboard because some concerts you can only, you can only shoot the first three songs of concerts most concerts. Interesting. Yeah, of each artist, um, Black Bear was there and so was um oh it's gonna upset me that I don't remember later. It's right here in subtitles. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just make a quick note of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I got in through the the first three songs from Machine Gun Kelly, and it was a situation where I only had one camera body at the at the time, and I had to keep switching lenses back and forth and back and forth because he was moving around. I don't know if you know this, but for the photo that I don't know if you're gonna show it, but the photo. Oh, I'll definitely the, overlay it here. Yeah, the photo of him. It'll hey, be. He's, right hanging, he's hanging from a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> he's hanging from a helicopter nuts. in that shot. And that photo was taken. At first, I, was, I had a long lens because I didn't know where he was coming from. I heard mm-hmm. he was going to pop up in a box. So I was ready with a oh, long lens. Interesting. And then we're all the way back there, so I have a long lens on. So you didn't even know the helicopter thing was going to happen coming in? I, I don't. I don't think I did. I think I, I saw the helicopter. I mean, it's hard to hide a helicopter inside yeah. the building. So I was like, ah, he may do that mid set. <laughs> but I think he was going to start off getting pulled out of a box right beside me. Yeah, he got wheeled out right beside his photographers, and so I had a long lens on. I had to quickly change it to a wide, and wow. I only got the very part where he's moving away from us because he was like as close as you and I are right now. Which mm-hmm. I don't think people can actually see how close we are, but like this is how close Machine Gun Kelly and us. Were, yeah, uh, and the photographers, and he comes out of the box. Yeah, for reference, we're like what maybe three, four feet apart. Yeah, like we're yeah. Touch, we're touching toes right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Playing footsies during the podcast. <laughs> We were that close. We played foot, wow. playing footsies with Machine Gun Kelly in a way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the photo, like, it popped up. Um, the opportunity, I took it. And, yeah, I think that the most interesting part about this story, though, goes into how they found it. Like, mm-hmm. like, like here he goes. Like, let's, let's loop around the whole beginning of the podcast. How did I um, take advantage of opportunities? Yeah. I turn around time. Mm-hmm. I turn around time was better than those like than other people out there. And some people have great turnaround time, but the photos aren't that great. Yeah. I like to think I have pretty good photos. You do. And yeah. So it's, it's incredible that you get the speed and the quality. My goal is like, is to really provide it as quickly as I can, the best way I can. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what I did. And I posted them to my story. Okay. And I, I have a buddy of mine. Um, he also works for Happy Hour. I'm going to shout out Shane real quick. Shane, um, He's a big advocate for, for reels and posts and not much for stories. Mm-hmm. And I love stories. I love posting on my story on Instagram. Um, but I posted the, fo- the photo on my story, and I tagged a Machine Gun Kelly fan page okay. in Machine Gun Kelly, and I just hidden tagged them in the bottom. Yeah. Um, I posted this, this, this story. Somehow, this guy on, so on Instagram, who is a graphic designer... He doesn't even follow the fan page. He, he, I think he just follows Machine Gun Kelly, but no one reposted my, my story. Just let that be known. No one reposted my story, so I don't know how he saw this. But this graphic designer saw my story. He DM'd me, and he said, will you please email me these photos? Um, I want to. I have connections with um, Universal Studios, and we want to buy this photo. 
I think it's a fake message. I, I really did. I, I was I was this close to saying, ah, like liking his image and then just getting out of it. <laughs> yeah, that almost does sound like it would be fake. And it does. That's and then, wild. I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I sent him the album. Um, I was only going to send maybe two photos. I actually sent him the full thing, which had all the photos in it yeah. in raw quality. So they could have stolen that very quickly, and they did it. So Yeah, props to them for not doing Thank that. You. I was wondering how that yes. works. Like. You just send it, and then usually send a watermark version. Then they they send payment, and they buy it from you. But gotcha. Okay. I sent the whole thing, the whole like everything from that concert yeah. on accident. I sent the wrong link to this <laughs> to this guy. Yeah. So get in mind, I didn't even know this was Universal Studios yet. Just it was, I thought it was just this one dude who messaged me off Instagram. Sure. He could have reposted all my photos as himself. Um, but no, he was he was awesome. He sent it into their marketing department. Marketing department messages me the next morning and says, "Hey, we can't tell you what this is for, but we want to use your photo for something for Machine Gun Kelly." And yeah. I'm like, they're going to post it. Yes. <laughs> and that's yeah. all I was looking for. I was like, yeah. if they post it, I'm happy. And they said they were going to buy it. They purchased it from me. And um, she said, I can't tell you what it's going to be used for, but stay in touch in the next few days and you can share what happens next. I wonder if they knew already. Oh, they did. Yeah, I figured. They did. They have the, it's, it's, Machine Gun Kelly has a great photographer. Yeah. But there was something where he wasn't there that night or they wanted to use my shot anyway, just because like, it went perfectly. It's such perfectly. a unique shot. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like I remember I saw it on the deluxe album cover before I ever knew that you took it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a badass picture. Like how They must have like really planned that out and gotten that. And then I found out that you took that. I was like, what? I know him. Yeah. He was on my podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was so crazy. I mean, they, they probably did know right away. It was so cool. The pink. Did you put that pink overlay on it? or No, they did it. They did. This album is called Life in Pink. Yeah. It was kind of funny because in the picture, if I'll send you both pictures so you have them. But there's mm -hmm. like, so this is the original photo. This is the edited photo. Yep. <laughs> and like in the original photo, you can see the Jacksonville Giant sign. You can see a little bit more detail in the ceiling. In the edited photo, they put grain over it, which in a, in a respectful amount of, yeah. amount of way. They um, cropped out some things that didn't need to be in there, and they took out the Jacksonville Giant sign. Yeah. But for those so who want to know. be a little more general. Machine Gun Kelly's album cover was taken right here in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, by, so cool. by someone who represents Jacksonville, I think. So Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly needs to keep coming back because I mean, he does a great concert here. I went to his the year before here in Jacksonville at the um, the Daily uh, Daily Place. Is that what it's called? Daily's Place, yeah. Daily's Place. It's like right next to the stadium, and it was a good venue. such a good concert. I, mean, I like it. It's on a hell of a concert. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that photo went around and made its rounds. I mean, it was yeah. featured on SNL. It was on, um, That's so cool. it was on Wall Street. It was, like, it was on Times Square. Uh, they, I was like, ah, oh. like that. It was. I mean, I wish like there was like a little thing that said Eli's images at the corner of the photo. Like I was like, oh, this is my chance. Yeah, but it really was my chance, Brody. Like to be yeah. honest with you, this photo helped launch me. Um, yeah. It showed my um the, my employers like what I was capable of and um, what I wasn't capable of because I couldn't negotiate it better and some standards sure. with the price. But um, either way, I was able to leverage this with positions with other teams, other. People like, were commenting on it, sharing it, and I, I gained a lot of like followers as well as a lot of like respect. Just recognition in the industry, probably. Which is like what I want. I, yeah. I, I always tell people this too. I, and it sounds really cliche. I don't chase followers or a following. I want to post like what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, it's why I don't. I mean, I could take photos of um, what I know would sell, and that's mostly like on unclothed people or like, sure. like, I, I could do. I could do boudoir, but I choose kind of like to follow what I'm passionate about, which is like showing how beautiful people can be. Mm -hmm. and what they're already in or showing how how influential a moment can be or how inspirational a moment made me feel yeah um, i need to post more on my page but honestly the, the, my what it's i working. post what i post in my stories what i what i'm sharing to the community i think that a lot of things are getting out there in a pretty cool way absolutely so what 
What are some other things that have gone on? It sounds like very much like event based is where you're moving. What are what are the other things that have happened over this year that have really kind of shaped the way that your career is going? You think mm, that's not a good question. Um, very broad question. Yeah, I know, but I like <laughs> it. Um, I started working for 1122, um, working as a strange term. I, I volunteer on Thursdays and Sundays when they have big events. I help them a lot, and that's – I love it. I love um, – it makes me pay more attention when I go to services. I'm, sense, able, I'm also yeah. able to take great photos of people who have inspired me, and yeah. it's like an overall thing of just what I do for photography. That helped change my motive on how to pay attention and make correct captions and quotes. So working for 1122 and doing their photos and videos has helped me a lot. Um, something else that defines me – that has defined my, my field is okay. When I go to restaurants, when I go to salons, when I go to our clients for nine for happy hour, I like to talk to the to the people like straight up and just like have conversations with them as well as taking their photos, like learn some of their life stories. Like my camera's a connection to a conversation, not just to a paycheck. Mm -hmm. So I could go there and just take photos and say hi, tell them to smile and leave, but I'm gonna take advantage of the opportunity. If they don't want to talk, that's okay. But if I if most of them are okay with having a, a cool conversation. Most of them yeah. like for a happy hour. So that it's already a, a talking piece to start with. Love it. So that was another thing. Um, I went overseas again. I went back to Portugal, and I was able to travel to the Azores, and I met up with a family there who is – I love this family so very much. What's the Azores? That mountains or – So Portuguese is the Azores, and it's, um, it's an island chain. In okay. The, yeah, so right in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Like this is the spot that I would go to for my honeymoon, for my retirement. I am in love with these, this island chain. And photo right here. Yeah. Like little sparkles. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I love this island chain. It's a gorgeous area, and the people are the most amazing. They have bull races in the street, like bull runs all the time. Oh, I want to go back very fast. But this changed my perspective on photography in another way. I fell in love with landscaping. It was the first time I used a drone oh, in a yeah. professional way. was in Portugal. was in the Azores. Oh. I mean, it's a, it's a new way of capturing that your, your island, your, the, the, the chain. I used to yeah. climb trees. I used to do whatever I could to get a high sh aerial shot of things. And now I'm like, I don't have to risk my life yeah. anymore. <laughs> and you can get way higher with it, too. That's right. You can go higher with it. I mean, you, you have to know codes and how to like to do certain – and I go into the right, wrong airspace. But I flew that thing around a lot in the, the Azores. And we, went, we did these in intense hikes, these great scenes. I am – totally in love with that country and i'm in love with the technology that was that i had to capture it once again i did not like my i did not let my technology limit me yeah and that was something that i really realized is okay it's worth investing in good technology that's different sometimes to get a different look i mean yeah. what does influence mean again what is how do you get inspired step out of the ordinary and so how do, do you something yeah. other people aren't doing I don't want to take the same photos as someone else is taking. I, I might go to the same spot that you're taking photos, and I'll take it in a different way. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I also love finding my own spots, um, but I, uh, I know that if I go to the same place you're going to, I'm going to take a photo in a different way than you are. At least I'm going to edit it in a different way you are. Or I'm going to share it differently than you will. It's going to mean differently to me than it will to you. I love that. So another thing I wanted to talk about is just like the different experiences you've had. What, are, what have been some of the most rewarding events that you've been to and why? I mean, the NFL game recently was one of the most rewarding events. Yeah, uh, going I think it was the most packed that a Jaguars game has been in history because they had expanded the stadium, and it's yeah. the first time we have made the playoffs or been in contention to since 2017 and since they expanded the stadium. So it's the most people that have mm -hmm. ever been in the stadium. 
very rewarding. I mean, it was immediately going down there and like knowing some, most of the people in the field, knowing a lot of those, those guys and girls like they were already down there was rewarding. Taking photos with a lens that I was in love with the image quality of was rewarding. Um, Is it going to be hard to give that look yes, back? Yes, I have to give it back today. <laughs> I had to send it back in. I just called them asking for like... Start saving up for your own. I know. <laughs> lens rentals, if you're listening to this, sponsor me. Yeah. <laughs> send me one every time there's an NFL game, please. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was rewarding. You will give shout outs. We will. We'll give, I'll tag you. <laughs> that was rewarding. As was um, shooting this recent tournament for John Daly, I got to speak to some great guys. I got to talk to John. I got to... I mean, he has an influence on a lot of people, and I got to talk to a Navy SEAL photographer. Um, and the stories, he gave me a book, a signed book, um, that he, I photo, a photo book of the things he's taken for the uh, military. I'm, I was in awe of the photos that were in there, and it was just cool to meet the guy. That was inspirational to me. I want to be able to have that impact on someone else soon. That's awesome. So those are just two. There's so many that happened this year. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing I wanted to cover, and I, I want to be respectful of your time here, so I'm going to kind of lead into the last couple questions here. But in general, I always like to cover what's next for your career. What are We're pretty early in 2023 here. We're in uh, January 9th of 2023, so we're early in the year. What is on the horizon for you in 2023, and what do you want to get out of the year? Ooh, I want to travel to at least six different countries this year. Um, that's on my list. I never know what I want to do there. I never know what I want, who I want to meet. I just know I want to travel to six different countries this year. I want to experience six different cultures or at least four different cultures and different like countries in the same culture. So I want to see different culture. I want to embrace their culture and not bring my own. So that is something I want to do pretty soon. Um, in 2023, I also really want to, I want to grow the, the followings and the, um, the influence of the pages that I'm working for. I, I want us to do bigger and better things for Jacksonville. I want us to be more and more positive. I want to capture the more positive things in a better way. Um, for specifics, though, I right now I manage. I help manage the photography team for Nine Over Happy Hour. So when we have events that are happening that I can't cover, like New Year's Eve, there's like twelve events we covered. I sent photographers wow. to like four different. Like each one, got, each person got four. I got three, and then I was supposed to do the fireworks downtown, and that's why I only got three. How has being put it, because I think that's a new thing since the last time we talked, is you being in that management position. How has being put in like a manager of a team position, how has that changed things for you? And what is that like kind of being in that leadership position now? There's more, there's more things I can mess up. <laughs> Does that make sense? So like <laughs> yeah, a little stressful. Yeah. It, it is it's stressful. Um, I, I like to like make sure I'm doing good on my communication as well. I, I think that that's something that every, every area I've worked for in the past, like in the past, like seriously, like six years or seven years had poor communication and I just want to keep bettering that. So I think that's one of the things that's, like, yeah, that's what kind of changed my heart and my, my mindset is like, I want to make sure I have the best communication with them. And if I don't make sure I communicate that I'm bad at communicating right now because of this reason. So I want to make sure that I'm good at communication in total, but that's such yeah. a good point. What are, uh, on that point of communication as a manager, a leader, what are the biggest pitfalls you've seen in maybe things you've gone through yourself or things you've observed? What are the biggest pitfalls that happen in communication that you've observed? And how do you get better at those and avoid those? I'm trying to think how much I can share. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to talk about anything recently or anything like this past year, but I can tell you that in the past when I used to be a missionary, when I used to work overseas with ministry, um, the communication aspect failed miserably during COVID in a lot of ways for a lot of the organizations I was helping and working for and volunteering for. Like I, I wanted to go there for a certain reason. I wanted to go and I wanted to be used in a certain way. And, um, 
I call it God's plan because that's not what I was used for. I was used in a different way, but I was still used and that was helpful. Um, when I saw opportunities though, I did want to communicate them and that I wanted to be used there. And um, I don't think it was communicated. I guess it would communicate to me. That. I don't think it was talked about with like with as much as it could have been about the potential and the possibility of going on those like ventures and about using my photo my camera more often on my trips or on my yeah. like my missionary um, my ministry like journeys but no i think that the leadership there is phenomenal and i think they really helped they led me in a great way but once again communication was a huge downfall just in it cost opportunities like yeah. it's just straight up just like, that's why i told you at the beginning of this podcast opportunities matter so much in this line of work and taking advantage of those open doors is so valuable yeah, just seeing them when they happen and knowing you have to be your best and go in as your best and really, really make the most of it. I mean, that's been, it seems like that's been a common thread for you over and over again. You've made the most of these opportunities and one takes you to the next and takes you to the next and just grows you in your career exponentially. Absolutely. Well, so, oh, I, yeah, go ahead. I want to just like, if I could make like a little like closing thing with it. Um, yeah. Something that. I want to talk about like with like influence and how I stand out as a photographer and as a person and I try to is I I always give glory to God and like everything I've done everything I want to be um, I'm also waiting till marriage so like my goal is not to try to sleep with somebody it's not to try to get with him in that way um, so that's what my ring means my tattoos mean like they all have to tell different stories um, I like to communicate clearly and thoroughly I mm -hmm. want to make sure that when we're doing photo shoots you're feeling comfortable you're feeling inspired you're feeling confident you don't feel like I'm being weird or I'm trying to do anything like that I shouldn't be doing, you mm -hmm. know? So all of these things, I mean, everything that I, I've kind of chosen goes back to my faith and like what I relate to, but my growth and my, the way I was able to get the position I am right now with only about, I know only about a year, I got to my position in about a little less than a year mm -hmm. was because I, I stood out for the Lord in a different way. So, yeah, that's like, that's been like the guiding principle for you. I remember that in our last conversation too. That's like, you're kind of, North Star, if you want to call it that, is like something that can always continue moving you in the direction that you need to go. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. I work for something better than myself. And I go. think that if I, you only work for yourself, you're going to step on people to get there. Mm -hmm. And if you work for something better than yourself, bigger than yourself, and more important than you, you pursue people in a better way. Yeah. And you always know your purpose. I remember that was like a big thing for you before, too, is like having the purpose as like the lens through your operating. It just, it's been like a guiding star for you. You remember, you remember my catchphrase? Your, it was passion and purpose. I forget exactly yeah. how it goes. Photography is my profession, but people are my passion. Love it. And if you, and because of that, photography is my purpose. And pursuing your purpose with a passion is going to influence how you impact others. Love that. So I have one other question for you. I think I have two repeat questions that I asked, and I think I asked you the other one before, but I have a new one since the last time we talked. Wonderful. So I have kind of a thesis with the show, right? It's called Profession Session. So my thesis with the show, and you're, of course, a good example of this. You're in a fairly unique position, something that's not super common in the, you know, you're a freelance photographer that works for a few different outlets. Uh, my thesis is that many, many different things can be a profession, depending on how you approach them. If you approach them with professionalism, whatever you're doing, if you approach it with professionalism, it can really, really make an impact. And my question to you is, what does it mean to you personally to be a professional? 
I had someone ask me. I had someone ask me this question the other day. It was a he was actually a missionary's kid, and I brought him to the hockey game, and we did some photos together. Um, his name is JT. He's a good photographer for his age. Um, but he asked me, "What is it? How do you become a professional photographer? From photographer to professional photographer?" Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a little bit different answer than you're asking for, but I'll give you this one first. Answer it whatever whatever way it makes sense. For, for for photographers, I think that once you are getting constantly paid for your work, as for after putting a certain amount of hours in, like I, I always say like two thousand or more hours in a paid work, um, or like not maybe not paid work, but just overall work for photography, I just think you consider yourself a professional then, um, or if you get LLCs and if you're doing that pursuit. But so getting consistently paid for your work and for you that kind of threshold is about two thousand hours of like, of getting paid for it or of uh, just putting in the work. I would say putting in the work. Yeah. I, I would say putting in the work. I mean, as long as you're growing, I think a lot of people put in the work. And I, I think we talked about this yesterday, actually, but I, a lot, a lot, I call them old heads in photography. Yeah. These guys who are professional photographers, I give them that, but they stopped learning. Mm-hmm. Like They learned how to use a camera. They learned how to use their lenses and their equipment. But now they just know that they are comfortable in their one spot. And they're just going to keep doing that. Like I think that is admirable. I think that that is professional. I don't think that that is what I want. I, th- I, I look for... I think that photography is an art form. Mm-hmm. Are you, if you're a professional artist versus a regular artist, what do you consider that? Like, what's the difference between a professional artist and an artist? Yeah. And I think that art in general, like, say, getting paid for it is a big part of it. Like, getting consistently paid for it, but also like really adapting and changing. It sounded like for you personally, just continually growing in your craft is a huge part of it. Is like actually changing the way you do things and changing the industry a little bit. Yeah. If, if there's, is there a need for your work? Like if there's a need for your work and people want to pay for it and they go to you because they value your work your or in your, in your ethic, um, I think that it can make you professional. I think if you're constantly getting people that are doing that and they consider you professional and, you're, and, how, and, you're, and how you present yourself and your work professional and how it's paid for, I think that's what could be considered professional. I love that answer. That's awesome. Well, Eli, anything else you want to share with the audience? Take advantage of opportunities. Run right. after them. And do it with a mindset for others, not for yourself all the time. I love that. Thank you again so much for being on. This has been a really great conversation. Thank you, Brody. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking the time today. Likewise. And thank you so much for taking the time, too. Thank you. Awesome, man. Well, this has been Profession Session. I've been your host, Brody Vinson. My guest has been Eli Elmore. And we are going to go ahead and sign out there. And that's a podcast. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vinson. And if you learned anything or enjoyed this video or podcast, don't forget to subscribe here on YouTube where all of our other interviews can be found. We can also be found on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as all the socials, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you name it. So find us anywhere, follow, like, comment, leave us a review on any podcast platforms that you enjoy. And if you know anyone that you think would be a great fit to be on the show, get in contact with me anywhere and just let me know and they could be the next to tell their story here on Profession Session. Mm